0: Learn all about investing in real estate in Indianapolis, Indiana with a combination of real estate financial planning and modeling with numbers specific to Indianapolis. Plus, syndicated, more generalized recordings of live and pre-recorded real estate investing classes, not all of them specific to Indianapolis. Be sure to stay tuned after the podcast for a message from our sponsors, Well, good afternoon and welcome, everyone. I am James Orr, and this is a special presentation. I get to share with you today a brand new tool that I created, uh, like right off the press, hot off the press, I guess is how they say it. So this is Having Confidence Modeling Retirement with Real Estate Investments. And so, let me give you a little backstory as to how we got to where we are. So, over the last couple of days, I've been preparing to do an interview for a podcast. This morning, the podcast is uh, the interview's over; it's all done. But I was doing some preparation for this, and one of the things that came up during my preparation was how unusual are seven percent mortgage interest rates? Now, we've seen this pretty significant uptick in mortgage interest rates over the last six months or so, and I was wondering. You know, how, how common is it, is, is it for interest rates to be 7%? So what I did is I went to the Federal Reserve website and I downloaded the historical data set for 30-year fixed rate mortgages. And it goes all the way back to 1970. And when I went and I downloaded the data set, what I wanted to do is I wanted to find out what percent of the time have mortgage interest rates been above 7%. And so I created this new little chart based on the data from the Fed. And so this is uh, being recorded in October of 2022, October 13th, of 2022. And this is the table showing the data um, going back to that time. So this is the way to read this table. So if you say to me, hey, look, how, what percentage of the time have mortgages, mortgage interest rates been above 7%? I can go look this up and I could say, oh, it's been 56.7% of the time. So a little bit more than half the time our rates have been above 7%, 30-year fixed-rate mortgages. And if you said to me, you know, James, how much time have interest rates been above 6%? I could tell you it's 68.1% of the time. So almost 70% of the time, rates were higher than 6%. Another way of saying this is rates were less than 6%, only about 32% of the time, okay? So I started thinking about this and I started wondering, you know, this is almost like a measure of confidence in the interest rate that we use for assumptions. Now, when you're analyzing a deal to buy right now, if you're gonna go download the world's greatest real estate deal analysis spreadsheet, and you're gonna go analyze a property you're considering buying in the next 30, 60, 90 days, this is not what I'm talking about now. This is not, you, you don't use this new tool that I created in order to figure out how confident you are in the interest rate for doing that. That's not what this is for. If you're going to go buy a property 30, 60, 90 days in the future, you just download the spreadsheet. You call up your lender on the phone. You say, hey, lender, um, you know, here's my credit score. They may want to pull your credit. They may want to check your employment history. They may want to get you qualified. And then you tell them what loan program you're trying to do. I'm doing 5% down as a nomad. I'm doing 3.5% down FHA. I'm doing you know 20% down as an investor. I'm doing 25% down as an investor because I want a, a little bit better rate. Whatever it is you tell them you're doing, they're going to come back to you and say, okay, you know, based on your credit score, what the rates are today. I think you'll be able to get a blank, whatever the interest rate they tell you is. You know, right now it's probably in the 7 percentage range based on what you're doing. So they'll go and they'll use that. And then when you do your deal analysis, you use that mortgage interest rate in your deal analysis spreadsheet. Now, is it possible that between when you get your initial quote for the interest rate and when you go to lock your rate because you finally do find a property and you're ready to go under contract, you're you know, about to buy the property, you know, all that stuff, is it possible that rates can change? yes but it's not very likely. So typically rates don't move that much over the course of 30, 60, 90 days. They can, they can move very quickly, but most of the time you're going to be relatively close within that range of things. So when you're analyzing a deal to buy right now, we're not using what I'm about to tell you about. However, what if you're saying to yourself, I want to go buy a property this year and a property next year and a property next year, and next year, next year, next year. And I'm going to buy 10 properties over 10 years. Like maybe like you're doing Nomad, right? You're going to do the Nomad investing strategy and you're going to buy a property every year for the next 10 years to acquire 10 rental properties. Well, what mortgage interest rates should you use for that? Right. It's a hard question, right? You don't use the interest rates that today because we know that rates today are not going to be what they are going to be next year or the year after that or the year after that. So if you're in a really low interest rate environment, you know, it's 2 3 4%, and you think to yourself, I'm going to use that, that's a risky assumption. That you're all know, going to be buying these properties, they're going to be 3% more expensive or 5% more expensive, whatever you think the appreciation rate is and the rent appreciation, you're going to use that. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, I'm going to buy a property. What's the one I'm going to buy next year? What does that look like? And what's the mortgage interest rate I might get on that particular property next year? And the question then becomes, what rate do you use a year out, two years out, three years out? And how risky is that assumption? So that's what I've been thinking about. So, you know, if I'm recording, you know, the other thing is, let's say I'm recording a podcast episode for you and I'm telling you about a particular strategy someone's using. I'm saying, okay, this person's going to buy a rental property every year, or as soon as they save up enough down payment, they're going to buy their next one, save up the next down payment, they're going to buy their next one. And I'm using an interest rate of four and a half percent for that. Or let's say I'm using 7%. Let's say I use the interest rate from today. How confident? Should you and I be in my story that these are going to be numbers that are achievable, that the rates are not going to be higher than that, and if they're better than that, that's great. It's, it works out a little bit better in most cases, you know, almost all cases. If the interest rate's lower, then it works out even better. But if the rates are higher, that's problematic for our assumptions, right? That's saying that this is. I'm not very confident in that model. I'm I'm kind of thinking, you know, if I use four percent. That's not likely going to be there next year or the year after that, especially since interest rates now are seven. So the question then becomes, how confident am I in that particular interest rate risk? So what I did is I created a brand new tool, and it's based on that data I got from the Federal Reserve website. When I downloaded it all, I kind of did some data analysis. Um, Not really a lot of data analysis. I just went and I did some calculations on it. And, and I came up with this new thing. It's called the Mortgage Interest Rate Confidence Meter. And what it tells you is it's super simple, super, super simple. You just put in the interest rate you're thinking about using when you're planning on buying your properties in the future, not the ones for buying like right now. That's you just call up your lender. You get the rate. But if you're thinking, OK, I'm going to be buying properties over the next 10 years. What rate should I use for determining what my assumption should be? Or if I tell you a story about someone buying properties over a period of time or I show you some calculations and I give you the interest rate, you could go plug that interest rate that I used into this and it will tell you how confident you should be that that is a reasonable rate to use. Okay. So what I did is I created this brand new spreadsheet. It's called the Mortgage Interest Rate Confidence Meter. And you just put in the interest rate there on top and it spits out. How confident you should be, uh, whether you should be low confident, whether you should be average confident, whether you should be above average confident, whether you should be high confidence, and you can go. I'll put a link in the show notes to be able to download the spreadsheet. Um, and I may decide ultimately to write a version of this for the real estate financial planner software um, at some undefined point in the future because I, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to this. It's not super high priority, but it is an interesting exercise of how risky are my assumptions going into this. So the the spreadsheet is super simple to use. When you go download it, you just put in the mortgage interest rate you're thinking about using for your future real estate purchases in that light yellow box that says mortgage interest rate. It's really, really simple. Number two, you read the meter. (laughs) So that's it. You just look at the meter. It tells you like how confident you should be in that particular number. And what it's really doing is it's looking at the historical data and it's telling you what percentage of the time interest rates were that or better. So if you have an interest rates where You know, you put in 10%, it'll tell you what percentage of the time interest rates were better than 10%. Super simple tool used for determining whether the assumptions someone used, whether it's me or someone else, or the assumptions you're thinking about using for modeling future purchases of real estate are gonna be valid for you. Now, I'll end with this one thought. So I wanna try to keep these relatively short. I'll end with this one thought. This concept of like confidence applies to more things than just mortgage interest rate. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to reflect on this idea and I'll implement you know, some of these ideas in the software and the content I make, but it doesn't just apply to those mortgage interest rates. It also applies to the rates of return on investment accounts. So if you use 15% as your stock market rate of return when you're doing your modeling in the future, you should have relatively low confidence that you're going to achieve that result, right? If you go look at the historical, stock market rates of return, and you see what returns historically you've gotten, what percentage of the time has it been over 15, that can give you another way to measure stock market. I didn't build that spreadsheet yet. I probably will build something for that though. So if you use 15%, your risk, it's higher that that is not a legitimately reasonable number. However, what if you use 10%? Well, that's more reasonable. It's more conservative. You're more confident that you'll be able to achieve that result than if you use 15 and what if you used 8%? Well, it's probably even more confident if you use 8%. So we could tell how risky the interest rate, the return rate you're using on the stock market is compared to what you put in there. And we could do this for you know CDs or bonds or the uh, stock market type stuff. Um, you know, I also wanna apply it to things like appreciation rate. So if you put in, you know I, my properties are gonna appreciate at 6%. Well, I could say, well, let's go look at historical data what percentage of the time going back to all the data that i have have appreciation rates been over 6% and i could show you how confident we are that your assumption is reasonable and similarly with rent appreciation rates how confident are we that your rent appreciation rate is 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 reasonable for the number that you put in there and so you can look at all these and then so you can look at all these individually and i think those are important but what i'd like to do ultimately is i'd like to combine them all I'd like to combine what the confidence level is for your mortgage interest rates and appreciation and rent appreciation and the account rates of returns for the stocks or the bonds or the whatever else you're doing in there. And then combine them in some type of weighted average, you know, maybe based on your net worth, like what percentage you have in the real estate with that interest rate, what percentage you have in you know, stocks with that market rate or you know, the, the confidence rate or the appreciation rate or the rent appreciation rate, and use some type of average version of that to give you a single number to tell you how confident are we in all of the assumptions that we use that we actually have historical data on for the real estate investments and the stock market investments and every else, everything else you did for that entire scenario. And then you could say, oh, this one seems like James has gone off the deep end. He's using these really crazy extreme, um, you know, kind of like assumptions for this thing. And so we should have very low confidence in his output in this. Or if his numbers are very, very reasonable, we could say, look, you know, this is a relatively reasonable set of assumptions for what he's trying to do. This seems legit. And then, of course, if numbers change, we can change all the numbers. But the idea is you get a you get a way now to determine if my assumptions or anyone else's assumptions or your own assumptions are reasonable or not reasonable and whether or not we should have or, or I guess better way is how much confidence should we have? Because it's not just binary. We should have confidence or we should not. So that's the idea based on what I'm doing here. And so hopefully uh, you enjoyed this very short podcast and the new tool. Uh, I'll post it up there with the link in the show notes. But this has been James Orr with the Real Estate Financial Planner. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Bye-bye for now. With home prices up, mortgage interest rates up and rents up, but not quite enough to counteract the higher prices and interest rates, cash flow on rental properties in Indianapolis is harder than ever. Book a call